a very valuable stage. I learned a lot. During that stage, like I said, your hair is very unclean. Uh, it does kind of what it wants to do. And so you can't really depend on your outward appearance for your beauty or to, for your self-confidence. Mm. You look a mess. Okay. So I couldn't depend on my hair to say, okay, yeah, I look good. That is taken away. Kind of like your sight is taken away when you go blind. You have to look to other features to make yourself attractive. Finally, because you want people to see, hey, my hair isn't a good representation of who I am right now, but mm -hmm. I'm a good person. I'm still a beautiful person inside. That kind of transitions your vision because you want other people to see you on the inside. You start looking at other people on the inside. And the thing about it is that those new eyes, they don't leave you, at least they mm. cannot So yeah. it kind of changes the way you look at the world and at other people. I think that's the value of the ugly face. Welcome to Afro's Locks and Biz, your number one podcast for Black hair, Black culture, and Black business. Today we're discussing the ugly stage, the big chop and self-image. We're often told our hair is our crown, but what happens when we're in transition and our crown looks uh, not so regal? How does it affect our self-image or does it? In season one, episode one, we briefly spoke about our hair journeys, but in this episode, we're going a little deeper into the psychology of those phases of our hair transitions. We take a look into self-image after the big chop for ladies returning to natural. We also look into self-image during and after the ugly stage for those starting locks. And we discuss lessons learned during those stages. But first, what's, what's on, on your feet? feet? <laughs> <laughs> all right asia what's on your feed this week you first. me first okay yes. all right i'll go first so what's on my feed this week it's not really one thing that's been on my feed this week i've been seeing it over time probably okay. maybe the last six months or so so mm -hmm. i'm getting older i'm no longer uh uh i'm walking away from my youth i'm no longer oh, in my no. Don't say. Don't i'm no say. longer in my 20s uh, you know, I get excited going into lows and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that either. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's my new toy stuff. <laughs> okay. um, so what's on my feet or what's been on my feet is actually a word. And okay. I don't know what it means, but I'm okay, okay. with that. I'm okay. really okay with not knowing what it means because there's a whole lot of other words that I can use. And I don't have to know this one word, but clearly it's a young people word and right. I don't know it. So. Asia, since you're a little bit younger than me. Okay. What is capping or cap or cap, kappa or what, whatever? Oh, what is it caping? No, it's not caping. No, it's cap. I usually hear more so the term no cap, but it's no basically cap. like a slang term that means like lying or faking. Mm. But, you know, you hear it in a lot of rap music. So that's probably how it came to be. But yeah, it's just a little slang term. Gotcha. Oh, you're getting older. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And I listen to rap. I just don't listen to all rap. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> like, I can, you know, I can't get a lot of these guys. Some of them, yeah. You know, like, I like Kendrick Lamar. Uh, J. Cole just came out, just dropped a fire album. Of course, you know, Jay-Z Nas are always yeah. timeless. So I listen to rap. But some of these new guys, I, they do that little mixture of singing and rapping. I don't know how I feel about that exactly. Uh, <laughs> Drake gets a pass. Uh, right. He's on me. But the other ones with this singing, rapping, the auto tune thing that they're doing, I don't. Not feeling it. 
it's, it's a hit or miss. It's a hit or miss thing with me. So I don't know. Okay. But anyway, thank you for that. Now I know what it means. <laughs> so probably still won't be using it in. Uh, right. <laughs> but if your children end up using it later on, you but like, oh, I know what that means. Yeah, I know what that you means. Know? I'm sure by then it'll be it'll be another word or something by then. Yeah, it's all right. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, Asia. What's on your feed? So what's on my feed has been the gas hoarders. Mm. So Wednesday announced that we had the um, issue with the pipeline and the, uh, I think it was like a cybersecurity type deal. And everybody swarmed to go get gas mm-hmm. um, and, and try and get more gas than they needed. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> my feed just got flooded with all the people who tried to get gas and they didn't really need it. So I seen a couple and they had really big gas cans, probably like it probably could fit probably about four gallons or so in that one. And I seen a picture and they had like eight of them. I was like, what are you going to do with all of that? I was like, the fumes alone are going to take you out. You know, Like, what are you going to do with that? I was like, yeah, don't drop, you know, don't (laughs) have nobody drop no cigarette near you or something. You out. Right. So then I seen a lady that, um, that had plastic bags. I saw that. And I wasn't sure if that was real or not. (laughs) So that was real. (laughs) oh god she literally had plastic and i was like that is just crazy to me how could you even oh my goodness i just so what you need to understand is like there are gas reserves so one pipeline being down for a couple days does not equal a fuel shortage in the united states of america it doesn't it doesn't right (laughs) maybe in guyana it might (laughs) Right. We exactly. don't live in Guyana. We live in the right. United States of America. There's tons of fuel. It will be months, uh, at least, you know, a month or so before there's truly a shortage. And this has only been going on for a couple of days. So yeah, uh, we panic. We panic here. We we are we panic. We're very easily right. manipulated. Um, yeah, right. it's ridiculous. So I got gas last Sunday and I just heard about it, but I need the gas anyway. Right. You know? And, but they were, you know, the gas, the gas station was just full. I'm like, well, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, but I then I just heard about it, like right around that same time. And so I was like, oh, okay, glad I got gas. And fortunately <laughs> I don't work that far from home. So okay. uh, I haven't needed gas all week and I didn't go anywhere out of the way just in case, you know, people, you know, actually causing an actual shortage right. um, when there wasn't one initially. Right. So, but yeah, it's been ridiculous. Um, so, of course, also kind of related, but not really, but it was, oh, on my feed. <laughs> so the CDC changed their recommendations for mask wearing uh, yeah. was, like yesterday, the day before, mm-hmm. and that, you know, vaccinated people don't have to wear their mask indoors or outdoors or distance. Um, but the meme said or something to the effect of they think the CDC saw us trying to put a gas in old Burger King cups and just gave up. So, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know, right. Do whatever y'all want to do. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, goodness. I know. <sighs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so. Right. Yeah, so today we're talking about the ugly stage, the big chop, and self-image. We put a couple of polls out there this week. We got a lot of good responses. And some, uh, some people may be calling in. Yes, so, I'm excited about that. that also. All right, um, so we'll take a little break and we'll be right back and jump into this topic. 
Welcome back to Afro's Locks and Biz. Today we are talking about the ugly stage, the big chop, and self-image. The real big topic that a lot of people talk about and that we're going to kind of dig a little deeper into. Uh, let's start out with kind of defining self-image. Ooh, self-image. Okay. So, well, what is self-image? Dictionary says self-image is the personal view or mental picture that we have of ourselves. It's like an internal dictionary that describes the characteristics of ourself, including such things as intelligence, beautiful, ugly, talented, selfish, and kind. Mm. Um, the idea of one's abilities, appearance, and personality. Okay. Mm. Interesting. So everybody has a, a self-image. It's basically what you think about yourself, to right. put it simply. Mm -hmm. So uh, the question I guess we're trying to answer today is how does our hair affect our self-image? Does your hair affect your self-image, Asia? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So when you feel like you're having a good hair day, do you tend to have a good day? I have a great day. Then I don't want to go home. You know, because uh, like you have a good right. hair day, you want to go out. You want to like every, you want people to see it and let you get some compliments on it. Oh, this is true. It's a wrap. This yeah. True. I'm, I'm, you're I'm, right. You know, mm -hmm. you're right. Because you know what? You're not, when you, and, it, and you know, and the same thing goes for guys, because we are no, we're not more confident than when we just leave the barbershop fresh <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and got that beard lined up right. Right. And, don't let us have on a new outfit with it. Ooh. We'll be out all day. Oh, so, because sure. <laughs> enough people got to see us. <laughs> right. Right. You know, you go through the drive-through, you be hanging out at the window. <laughs> right. It just, it just does something to you. It does something it to does. your spirits for that day. It just, you know, it gives you all those positive vibes that you need. And yeah, even if you were having a bad day and somebody says, you know, oh, wow, you look great today. Like, right. I love that hairstyle. I love right thank you you know and it just it it does something to us right and so i am um, spent three days charles mm -hmm. working i did a video a tiktok video mm -hmm. about my hair <laughs> i had to laugh about it because i wanted to keep from crying um <laughs> and so i literally had spent all the time braiding it and crocheting the hair in and then i looked like uh simba or something because oh, I had so much hair and it was so <laughs> thick and my little head with all this hair just didn't look right so then I said well I wonder if I can flat iron it so I was like okay well that's you know I'll do that so I flat iron it well of course that just made it worse because now because it's crocheted in now it's too thin now you can see the lines where I crocheted in I was like you know I give up but I'm three days in now because I've spent so much time trying to put this hair in I kind of got to go with it because I was traveling out of town so I ended up really putting like a like a little scarf type deal like whatever you know people have they use it as masks and I just use it as my my little hair covering for my hair for those those days I was out of town and so this morning I finally just got the rest of it out I was like oh my gosh Black women are so creative. Oh, yeah, you just <laughs> <laughs> you, you do what you need to do, but it yeah, it definitely it definitely changed the way I was thinking, how I felt, and everything. And so my mother was like, "Is your hair looks fine?" I was like, "No, no, it's not." <laughs> She's like, "I don't even see what you see." No, but I see it, and it's you know, it's always the way we feel about ourselves. Most people people can try and pump you up, but if you don't feel that way about yourself, it's hard to it's hard to get it. You know, it's hard to That's feel true. it. Right, because I mean, 
this is your mama and she couldn't even convince you. Yeah, it really only it really only matters on how you feel about yourself. So we did a little bit of uh, research and we found a couple of articles about the link between self-esteem and hair. So there was a study in uh, Opinion Matters. I'm not familiar with this magazine, but uh, it says Opinion Matters surveyed 1,024 women regarding their appearance and 68% of women stated that a bad hair day caused a decrease in confidence and impeded their work performance. Mm-hmm. I believe mm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if not feeling good about my hair has ever made me have a bad work day. Again, I'm like, I don't really care. But really, so, I don't know. So maybe I don't know. You guys can chime in, like on the Facebook page. Let us know. Has your hair affected your work performance before? Like, did you just not want to go to work, or did you not work as well? So let us know. We would definitely look forward to hearing about that. There was another article, really good article, uh, on curlynikki.com. It was a 2017 article entitled how your hair ties to your self-esteem. So I'll read this little passage from the article. It says, uh, Dr. Cheryl Thompson, a professor at the University of Toronto in her paper titled Black Women and Identity, What's Hair Got to Do With It? Which I read that paper, it's a very good paper. Um, so if you're into academic papers and you know that kind of thing, it's, and we, we're gonna put a, a link to it on the show notes. But anyway, takes a look at the complicated relationship between white beauty standards and black hair. The relationship between self-esteem and hair is a close one for many women. Hair in the Black community is deeply rooted in identity. Many women claim that they have more self-confidence after going natural. In fact, a study was performed in which Black women were shown pictures of beauty standards to elevate attractiveness. And the results solidified that owning your identity is key to self-esteem. Hmm. The study published in the Journal of Applied Social Psychology Report suggests that explicit beauty standards engage a comparison process and in the case of Black respondents with high self-esteem or high African self-consciousness result in self-evaluations that are significantly higher than the attractiveness attributed to white standards of beauty. This study Mm. strongly suggests that those with more firmly rooted Black integrity are more confident in their own beauty. What that means is, let me just uh, break that down. Basically, if you embrace Black culture and embrace Blackness as beautiful, you tend to have more higher self-esteem and higher self-confidence. That's what I got from it anyway. Um, but I'll read the sentence again. This study strongly suggests that those with more, with a more firmly rooted Black integrity are more confident in their own beauty. I think that's a pretty powerful sentence. I um, think so too. Yeah. So um, it goes on to say, with more and more women choosing to go natural and embracing their own natural beauty standards outside of what media says is attractive, women are experiencing higher levels of self-confidence. While no woman should be made to feel ashamed or inferior because of how she chooses to wear her hair, there is no denying there is a deep connection in self-esteem, Black identity, and hair. So um, definitely uh, go to our show notes and click on this, uh, this article, read the article. And if you want to read the paper, that will be listed there too, but it's really insightful. Um, I think what it says, what it says is what we've been pushing here on this podcast is uh, embrace your black culture, embrace your black beauty because it is beautiful. Um, and we the bomb, basically. Dot uh, <laughs> com. <laughs> Dang it! You know what? <laughs> Going back to the beginning. <laughs> With the word no cap or whatever it is. Right. <laughs> again, 
because we don't say the bomb anymore. That's a very 90s term. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right. Just like we're embracing our Black beauty, I'm going to embrace my age. <laughs> um, so moving on. But that's really insightful, guys. And so we definitely want to get you guys' feedback on that. I like that. I, I really do. I think that it means that when we take the t- take the blinders off in a sense mm. and when we just realize that okay we are good in the skin that god gave us and the, the hair that he gave us and then we can make it our own mm. then it gives you that that sense of kind of calmness okay i am who i am and i'm comfortable with it mm-hmm. because this is god god don't make mistakes right so he made me this way I, i'm okay with that and so i do think it gives you more confidence Mm -hmm. I I agree with that. I do. I do. Yep. So we did a poll and we asked a couple of questions. Well, we asked a question. We asked, we did a couple of polls this week, but one of the polls we put up said on a scale of one to four with one being not at all and four being very important, how important is your hair to your overall self-image? 75% of respondents said very important. Uh, 17% said somewhat important and 8% said not important at all. So, uh, so clearly with, uh, with our listeners, 75% of you guys feel like your hair, um, your hair is very important to your self-image. So that was pretty insightful. Um, and thanks for responding guys. So we're going to move on. So one of the things that sometimes affects our self-image is real big changes to our hair. Yes. Uh, And a really big change is when uh, a lot of ladies uh, are transitioning back to natural. Uh, we say back to natural because you start out natural. Uh, so. oh, true, very true. <laughs> so when you're going back to, to your natural or whatever, we do, a lot of ladies do this thing called the big chop. And that's where you kind of cut off all the uh, processed hair, uh, usually having to cut it really low and kind of start over and kind of let your hair kind of grow uh, out naturally. And then you just, start over basically from there so it's really uh uh it's a big change because you know uh, particularly and you can uh co-sign on this or not uh your hair is a big part of you as a lady i don't know yes so, uh, it is, yeah. it is. Yeah, as we said your hair is your crown so um so a friend is joining us a friend of the show is joining us to talk about that um her name is antoinette uh antoinette are you there yes hey antoinette hello hey. antoinette Hi. Thanks for joining us. No problem. So, of course, uh, I follow you on social media, and I saw your post a, a few months ago about your big chop, and I think it had been about a year now, and, you know, you made a big post about it. You posted some pictures of over time, and so I asked you to come on and talk about that, and so about the whole process and kind of what you went through. So what made you decide to do a big chop? So my god sisters were just telling me because I had like colored my hair and it got damaged because I'm one, especially like before COVID, I go to the beauty salon, but it wasn't like I'm like you're supposed to be dedicated to go to the salon, especially when you have like a perm and then also when you color your hair because depending on each woman's hair, like your hair gets dried out, especially when you color it. And I don't think a lot of women know that. So then it gets damaged too, if you don't take care of it. And I'm one where I'm 
Like if I'm not going to the salon, I'm not really taking care of it like I'm supposed to when it was like perm. So yeah, they were basically, they were just flat ironing my hair. They were just like, it's gotten really damaged kind of in the middle. So they were just like, I think it would be really good for you if you just kind of start over and then just leave all that stuff alone and just go natural. And me, I just know when I, growing up, my hair was thick and like, growing up it was long so you know I never had to go through that awkward phase of seeing my hair short kind of like that unless I chose to cut it short but then again too when I did that I had a perm so it was it was okay but just to be like all natural yeah no I was just like I don't know about this (laughs) so (laughs) so finally I was like okay you know what I'll do it like I'll try to be dedicated this time and just chop it off and just leave it that way and go from there so that was pretty much what really kind of sealed the deal when they were like kind of doing my hair and they were just like yeah it's damaged and if you really want it to be really healthy then it would be good to chop it off so I had a consultation with um, one of the girls pretty much I had gotten close like who had done my hair before I had stopped going to the salon and she was like yeah it probably would be good just to start over and chop it off so that was kind of the starting of me doing the process of chopping it off. Mm. <laughs> How did you feel like the first time you looked at it? Um, I tried not to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, it looks good. I mean, it did look okay. Like it was shorter than I kind of in my mind imagined. And then I also had showed her a picture, kind of what I wanted it to model. So it was, it was kind of like an eye opener. I was like, oh my God, this is like really short. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I try not to cry. And then even like after I left the salon, I tried to take a picture because I sent it to my guy sister and she was like, okay, like it, she was like, it looks good. She was like, how do you feel? I'm like, it, it'll take time to grow on me. Um, but yeah, I try not to cry because I'm just like, I feel like I look like a boy now. So, so <laughs> let me ask you a question. How long do you feel like it took you to, for you to really own it and really feel like you're comfortable you were comfortable with it um I just really got comfortable with it like my afro now when I wear it out is to me big enough where I feel like oh like I like it because in the beginning it's short so it's just like well all I can do is wear in like this shortcut like Mm -hmm. I can't get braids I can't I, I mean, I, most people are like, oh, you can, you know, do wigs and I'm not one to wear wigs or hadn't even looked into how wigs work and all that. <laughs> so it was just like, I'm gonna have to like wear this. And I got, even when I went to work after I did the big chop, like a lot of people, even my coworkers on my team were just like, oh, I like that on you. So mm-hmm. it did kind of help with my confidence, but me, I don't. I'm a person too. I don't wear earrings. So like, I was just like, now I feel like I have to wear earrings. So I don't feel like I look like a boy. So <laughs> it, it, it took a lot, like it really did take a, it probably maybe at least six months it probably took. And it was to me once COVID happened and because we were at home, I think that too helped. Cause I'm just like, well, now I don't have to go anywhere. Like, right. going to see me. So I'm not really like when I'm running out to the store, like either I've gotten my little bonnet on or 
Like nobody is nobody out here that I care about because we can't go anywhere. So who cares? Plus the mask. Opening up now it's grown. So I'm just I'm okay with it. Like I still go back to not wearing earrings, and I'm okay. In this transition period, like I know you said, you just started feeling confident uh, with your afro. So what about the last 12 months? Like, what did you do to make yourself feel beautiful? Because you still had to go to work. You still had to, I don't know, I'm sure you probably still saw, you know, family uh, occasionally or whatever. So what did you, how did you fill that gap? My husband works from home. I work from home. So, and I haven't really, like my family that doesn't live in Charlotte, I didn't really see them like that. So I mean, I saw like my brother and my sister and then like my god sister who lives there. So they already kind of was just like, okay, that looks cute. Or kind of in the beginning, like, well, what caused you to cut your hair? And I was like, well, it was damaged. So I'm just trying to start the whole natural look over again. It just took time because with it, when you start the big chop, like there's only so much you can do with your hair. So I think too, that's the issue when you can't do different styles. Like I can't get it curled because it's too short or like, too because that was the thing like if I did go to the salon before they shut down the salons it's like well you can't really do nothing you can cut it if it's you know time for a trim but other than that I'm just gonna walk out of here with my afro still like I'm not getting a different style so I'm not feeling like I went to the beauty salon to change my look at all like I'm still living it out of here so I mean in my defense I just feel like COVID helped me because <laughs> if not, if I had to still go into the office and especially when spring and summer started to come, I was like going to the beach or going out, I probably wouldn't have kept felt cute. Like I, I would have felt like, oh, I definitely, like I said, I definitely got to put the earrings on. So that would help with my confidence. I'm not one to wear makeup either. So that would have been another thing like, okay, let me put some lipstick or lip gloss on too, to kind of just make me feel like I'm cute. <laughs> but, but you're not a boy. <laughs> yeah. So, and I mean, my husband too, he would be like, oh, you look nice today. And I'm like, eh, okay, thanks for the compliment. The self image. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was just like now that, you know, I would say probably, probably a little after my birthday. Cause then once my hair got long enough and I could actually get like a sew in again, then I just sewed it up and that kind of helped too. Cause then, you know, the new growth is coming in. And then once I took it out, I'm like, Oh, it's getting longer now. And then there was like a couple protective styles that I like now that once I took my sew in out, it was like long enough to get those like where it was like, um, like coals. I think I got finger coals one time and that was really cute. So I was like, oh, this is cute. Like this is a change. And then like after Christmas, after I got like my last sew in and for like Christmas pictures, because then I was like, oh, I have to get this. Like I have to get it different. Like I can't wear my Afro. Like I was not going to have an Afro in the Christmas pictures. So I think too, that played a part because it's just like, well, the Afro is okay and it's long, but I want to look real, you know, to me, cute. Were there any lessons you took away from that process? Like, did you learn anything about yourself? Yeah, you just have to be, you have to be patient with it. Like you have to be patient and like, it does like to help with your confidence. Cause again, like if, if a person's like me, they don't really wear makeup or don't um like 
you just feel like you, you're beautiful. Cause my whole thing with makeup and all that stuff, I just feel like I'm too lazy to take it off at night. So that's another reason why I don't wear it. So I just feel like I'm okay with it. Like I get compliments without it. And I've always been like that without like lipstick or anything like that. So I'm just like, I'm not going to put makeup on. It's, it's got to be something big or big occasion for me to want to put makeup on. So it just held, I think, if you're going through the process, you, it's going to help you too, if you're like really not self-confident about yourself without certain things. Mm-hmm. So I just had to learn to like, okay, it's just, it's going to take time. You'll be amazed at the response that you get too, because now too, when I go out and I have my Afro, even when it was short too, but I feel like now when I go out, I get compliments where like, they're like, oh, that looks good on you. Or like, I like the natural look. And I'm like, Okay, I mean, I didn't even pick it out, but thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I just ran out really quick, but I appreciate you saying you like it. So it helps too, but I think you you really have to be patient. And that's what really was my thing. I have to be patient and know that, yeah, I'm still beautiful. In the end, it helped with building my confidence because it was just like, okay, you can put still put a cute dress on. And at the end of the day, as long as my husband thinks I'm looking cute, then I should be like, that should bring me joy. (laughs) I should care what people think outside of him and my kids. So he's the one with the paperwork. So, you know, right, (laughs) right, (laughs) right. (laughs) Cool, Antoinette. Uh, We appreciate your time and you telling your story. Thank you. You are such a good interview. I love I love the way that you spoke and how you talked about just being comfortable in the skin that you're in. And I myself am not a makeup person either. You know, I will look at the tutorials and I still can't get the eyebrows the eyebrows down yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I completely understand that. Um, so thank you for for being a good interview today. That was that was very insightful. Do you so, feel like your hair has grown a lot since you've gone natural? Yeah, I really do. Like, and I tried to, to, um, I'm not, I'm not really good with drinking water. So I try to drink more water too in the process, especially when it's short, I took like hair vitamins to okay. help it kind of grow faster. Cause I'm like, Ooh, if I take hair vitamins and I drink water, it'll grow a little faster. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like now it does really. And just having the regiment of going to like the salon more now too and getting it trimmed and getting treatments. And then if I do change it up and have like a sew-in in or braids, making sure that I do go back to the salon to get it treated. And, you know, so because hair is almost like anything, like it wants to be treated and have kind of like a schedule so if you don't have a schedule then it's just doing its own thing when it gets trained and it knows what's going on then I think too that helps in the growth and I think with me going back to my stylist and actually making it mandatory now to make sure I'm making the appointments even though it's natural I think too when people do go natural they just well I'm natural so I don't need to go to the salon but you do like you still need to go get your trims you still need to get your treatments and you know your you know scalp treatments and everything like that so I think too that helps like as far as when with my grow too you were awesome Antoinette thank you very much thank you you're welcome (laughs) 
right. So that was a great interview. Uh, yes, it was. Antoinette. Yeah, she was real insightful and, you know, a nice personal story about her last year. That was kind of cool. Another poll we put out uh, regarding the big chop was it said, if you did a big chop, what led you to that decision? We got a lot of responses. Mm -hmm. Nicole said, I wanted to make my natural hair look better with the big chop. Monique said heat damage. Lachelle said color damage for her. Misha is hilarious. Misha says, yes, because I was bored. And then I realized it was damaged. It's definitely an experience, but I think everyone should do it. My hair is beautiful now that it's a virgin. <laughs> I thought that was cute. Um, Anita said that she chops her hair off every three years and it grows back. So it's no issue. I commend all women that do big chops because I did not do the big chop. Yeah, I was going to ask you. So why did you choose not to? Um, so when I actually, when I was going through my transition, I was on tour, actually, I won't tell you what I was on tour with. That's a story for another day. Um, <laughs> but I was on tour. Okay. And so it got to the point where, you know, when you do your hair and you look at it and you, and you see the parts where you see the new growth and then you see the perm on the ends and mm. it just looks so bad. You know, to just go the natural with the with the part, it just was it was it was it was enough. So I just cut the rest of it off. Mm -hmm. But I was probably already maybe eight or nine months out mm -hmm. of my relax or anyway. Gotcha. So it wasn't. I wouldn't necessarily call that a big chop because um, okay. I ended up cutting off maybe maybe two inches. I think maybe. And then so you know, I looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, ooh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, okay. and you kind of, you know, have that moment with yourself and kind of look in the mirror. And then I said, um, you know, I did a lot of hats. I did a lot. Mm. And, and when I did it, because I was on tour and because it was the earlier part of the year where it was always cold, I didn't necessarily have to worry about it being seen because it was always mm. going to be wrapped up or under a hat or something anyway. Um, because when I was on tour, I had to wear black. So wearing a black, you know, cap or whatever over it was... Mm. Um, so I kind of, in a sense, you know, like she said, the quarantine kind of helped. So because mm -hmm. I was touring and I had to wear black, the hats kind of helped me out. So I didn't necessarily have to go through the phase. And so by the time I did wear it out, I was able to, you know, two strand twist or band two knot. And so mm -hmm. that's kind of how I made it through. All right, cool beans. Uh, I'll read a couple of more of these responses to the poll and then we'll move on. Uh, to our next topic. So Natasha said, <clears throat> I went unpermanent for only five months. I delivered mail for one and wigs were too hot for my job. <laughs> Secondly, sew-ins and braids don't work because synthetic hair has blistered my scalp several times. No matter, the brand, no matter the brand, tried them all. So once it warmed up too much, I just cut it. It's hair. I hope it grows soon. We hope it grows soon too, Natasha. Yes, we do. <laughs> uh, Drea said, uh, I had just taken a shot that threw me into menopause. I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, I was hormonal and impulsively cut it. Okay. But she posted some pictures and it looks really great. It does. Um, yeah. Um, Janelle said, I like the fullness of natural hair. So there were a few more, but sorry, we can't get to all of them. But we thank everybody for responding to the polls. And um, we appreciate you guys' insights. So a lot of varying stories out there. So... We talked about uh, the big chop. Now, for those who have locks, we go through this thing called, and it's very controversial, 
I know this. And why? Why? <laughs> tell us, tell us, tell us. <laughs> so when you start lock, most people start out when they're really short. Some people start out with the long, actually, but not everybody. But anyway, uh, like for me, uh, I, I cut all my hair. I was bald. And so, which okay. is fine because my hair is usually, usually short anyway. But I let my hair grow out and I actually didn't even plan on locking my hair. Uh, it just kind of happened. I got it twisted. And uh, again, I told that story in episode one. So <clears throat> anyway, uh, over time, the little twist started growing longer and longer and uh, they started locking. And so I just kind of let it go. And it's been like that ever since. So what I didn't know was when you get to a certain point about six months to a year in, um, when they're starting to get a little longer, uh, but they're still short, you get into this phase called the ugly stage. And so <laughs> <laughs> I know Antoinette called it the, what she called the awkward stage. Uh -huh. And uh, and a lot of people call it that too. Uh, but there's a couple of different names for it. But some people refer to it as the ugly stage. I refer to it as the ugly stage. It, I felt pretty ugly uh, when I was going there. <laughs> so but, where is that? Like like right behind the ear or, you no, know. what? So what happens is uh, you're going through this stage and your hair is long enough to, you know, that is it's long. You can tell it's, it's got some length to it. But it's short enough where it's still kind of unruly. Okay. So you're kind of in like a little, and they probably haven't like locked completely. Like now my hair's completely locked. Like a whole strand is just locks and locks. And so, okay. but at that stage, usually it's like mostly just locked kind of on the ends. Mm -hmm. And so closer to the roots is kind of loose. And so you're still kind of going through the process of locking. It can be a little fuzzy. Uh, and then especially with guys, we tend to not go to the salon as frequently as ladies do and so mm -hmm. ours can kind of really get out of the way and so what happened with mine was you know you kind of get your hair twisted you twist it and then you kind of maybe like you put like a do-rag or something on that night where you're sleeping then you get up to go to work and it's all kind of going back in the same direction you go to the bathroom about 10 o'clock at work you go pass by the mirror one side <laughs> is sticking up <laughs> it's like okay I knew all my locks were laying down this right so you know, you do the little rubbing back and kind of get them back again, get them back in order. You go, you know, when you go to lunch or whatever, pass by a mirror or something. You know, in the car, you look in your rear view in the car when you're going to the other side. So you're like, what in the world? So, oh, <laughs> so your hair is very unruly okay. during that period. It kind of does what it wants to do. And so it really doesn't matter what you do in the morning. It's going to do what it wants to do before the end of the day. And so... It's a period that, and if you know anyone with locks, ask them about it. It's, it's a thing. And, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and you call it the ugly stage, but it's not really ugly. And so, and I call it that not for physical appearance, but I call it the ugly stage because it's so chaotic and unruly as, as far as your hair is concerned. And it's, it's, it lasts anywhere from six months or so. Uh, depending on your hair texture of course you know everybody's texture is different and so uh, some people's hair locks faster than others uh, some take longer and so um but it's a very valuable stage um so in that ugly stage I learned a lot during that stage like I said your hair is very unruly uh it does kind of what it wants to do and so you can't really depend on your outward appearance for your beauty or to for your self-confidence mm. you look a mess okay. uh, or you could look a mess at any moment 
you might not look a mess at eight o'clock, but you might look a mess at nine o'clock. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> it's a real gamble every day. So, <laughs> so with that, how was your self-image during that time? Um, not good at first because I really didn't know how to handle it. Again, I'm a guy. I was used to having my hair short. And not only that, but I used to cut my own hair. So I used to cut my hair everywhere. Okay. And so I never needed a haircut. So I was always sharp. And then you go from being sharp, you know, 24-7 to your hair sticking up all in, on top of your head. Right. And so it was an adjustment. It took some time to get used to. And so, you know, I'm sure you've heard, like, when for people who, for people who lose their sight, like the other senses get enhanced mm-hmm. so you know they can smell you know more sharply they can hear more sharply um because they can't see they've lost their vision it kind of sort of works the same way if you will um so I couldn't depend on my hair to say okay yeah I look good it's kind of the example you gave earlier when you come out to the salon and you're looking good so you want everybody to see you, you don't want to mm-hmm. go home right yeah. so you don't have that that is taken away, kind of like your sight is taken away when you go blind. And so okay. you have to look in, you have to look to other features to make yourself attractive. So okay. those other features for me would be like my intelligence. I'm a smart guy. I'm a nerd. Okay. I like yeah. information. <laughs> so um, yes, I look a mess, but I can break down this concept of, you know, X for you. Wow, he knows this stuff. Or, you know, my sense of humor. Uh, and I think that really enhanced a lot during that period. So I became okay. the funny guy at work and I can make everybody laugh. Uh, it's like, oh, Charles is cool. He, you know, he makes it, but, you know, his hair looks a mess, but he's funny. <laughs> so <laughs> right. the next thing it does, uh, kind of like, like Antoinette said, um, it teaches you a lot of patience because, again, you don't have that. Uh, you can't rush it. It does it on true. its own time. Very so, true. you know, like I said, it's a good, it's a good solid six months that, is kind of it's kind of doing its own thing and you can't make six months go any faster than six months is gonna go it's gonna mm-hmm. be six months and there's nothing yeah. you can do about it um so you learn to wait um you get very patient you just this is this is me this is who I am right now um I'm kind of going through into a little transition but this is who I am this is what it is finally because you want people to see hey uh, my hair isn't a good representation of who I am right now, but mm-hmm. I'm a good person. I'm a smart guy. Um, you know, I'm still a beautiful person inside. So that kind of transitions your vision because you want other people to see you on the inside. You start looking at other people on the inside. So you kind of don't look at their exterior as much. Again, that's for mm. me. I can speak for everybody. Right. But you start looking into people's, for lack of a better term, you kind of look into their soul. Um, you don't look at, well, you know, Asia got a big old pimple, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I got to have a pimple. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not looking at Asia's pimple. Right. I'm looking at Asia on the inside. She's a good person. She's you know, compassionate. She's a good coworker or whatever. Um, so I like Asia, despite her big pimple. <laughs> her p- <laughs> <laughs> Boy, straight to pimple popper. I'm just going. Right. She's kidding. Or if you're dating, you know, it's like, okay, well, she's all right. But, you know, or 
you know, I don't know, some people have you know, preferences as far as when it's tall or short or, you know, weight or whatever. Uh, you start looking more into who those people are as, as, a, as an individual, as opposed to just their physical features. And so, and the thing about it is that those new eyes, they don't leave you, at least. Mm. So yeah. it kind of changes the way you look at the world and at other people you start looking at people on the inside, not on the outside. So I think that's the value of the ugly stage. And I think that's why I'm good with calling it the ugly stage. A lot of people don't, oh, don't go with that. I'm not ugly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Chill out. So right. <laughs> it's bigger than that. Kind of like the story of the ugly duckling. Uh, you know, if you read the book when you were a kid, the ugly ducking was never ugly. It was just different than the other ducks. And, you know, of course, you know, it, it grows into the beautiful swan but it was just different so your hair is just different during that period it's not ugly at all right um but it, it changes you're going through a transformation and so um so that's my story of the ugly stage and um but we have another friend that's going to talk to us about her experience okay jade is here hello i am here i am here welcome hi jade thank you how are you, how are you? I'm good. good. How are you? Good. Well, thanks for talking to us today. Of course. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm such an honor and a privilege. Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. Uh, now, you went through the ugly stage. I did. I did. So Based on the definition of what people call it, the ugly stage. Yes, I went through the ugly stage. <laughs> so, all right, that'll be my first question. How do you feel about that term, the ugly stage? What are your thoughts on it? You know, I'm never one to tell somebody how their experience should be. So if you, you know, look at it as you feel as though your hair is ugly, then, you know, you can call it the ugly stage. That's fine. Uh, me personally, uh, I actually refer it to as my most authentic self. That is mm, before all I the manipulations, that. before I go into the replist, before I try to color it or anything like that. That's that's me. That is how it grows out of my head. And I I love that stage. Like I love it because that's that's when people get the full raw me without me having to actually talk to them. So mm -hmm. that's true. That's what that's I look true. at it. Yeah. So what led you to want to start your locks? You know, at that time. So prior to starting my locks, I was a faithful naturalista, and I changed my hairstyle every two weeks, like clockwork. Like it was it was nothing. Every single two weeks, my hair is different. And so I was talking to my, at the time, he's my husband now, but at the time we were just uh, dating. And I was like, I don't know, should I lock my hair? Should I lock my hair? I don't know. Because if I change the style, it'll still be locked. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so at that time, and I was about 21, 22, um, I was actually thinking of locks as a hairstyle. And it wasn't until I went through the ugly stage that I realized, oh, it's not a, it's not a hairstyle. It's a lifestyle choice. Like, it's a... Uh -huh this is stronger than a marriage because it's on me now. So this, this, this is a deeper commitment. So um, just wanting to try something new is why I initially started them. But as I got deeper into it, my hair actually has a life of its own. She has not told me her name yet, um, but hopefully <laughs> she will one day. And I can refer to her as by her name instead of just my hair. But you know, that's where we are. <laughs> Okay. So how long have you been locked? Six beautiful years. Wow. Wonderful, wow. wonderful years. 
Yes, I um I started them right before I had my first child, especially because I was like, I don't want to have to worry about my hair in the uh in the delivery room because I don't want to look a mess. So let me just <laughs> hopefully this style will. And I actually started off with I tried all the methods. I tried well, I tried four different methods to lock my hair. So it was the two strand twist method that really was like, yes, this is the one because my um my locks are actually a ma manifestation of my actual growth as a person into the woman I should be mm. so you know that's why I feel like she she talks to me and she talks to other people and she just has a mind of a tongue <laughs> <laughs> um once you discover you were kind of in the quote-unquote ugly stage how did that affect your self-image if at all oh my gosh so in the beginning it was really hard because I was always I was always an insecure person growing up just because of my childhood traumas. So to actually go and see, look in the mirror and see my hair not kept, I'm like, oh my gosh, people know me. <laughs> my know my hair is always done. Like nobody has ever seen me on a bad hair day because I didn't have those. Like, what's no, I would never walk out the house with my hair looking a mess because at that time it was the only thing that actually made me feel like I was beautiful. Mm. And it turns out that when I was in that stage of self-consciousness and trying to manipulate the ugly stage to look presentable, I guess, based off of other people's standards, American standards, I don't know what standards I was following, but I was just trying to follow them. Um, my hair wouldn't lock. My hair wouldn't, it just wouldn't. It would not do what it needed to do. It would not do what I wanted it to do. It wouldn't look like what I thought it should look like. And it wasn't until I embraced, I was like, you know what? Let me stop calling it ugly. Let me stop being all insecure about my hair and just love for the first time ever how it actually grows out of my head instead of trying to manipulate it to look like something. And once I did that, I didn't look at it as an ugly stage anymore. I was like, y'all gonna get my hair the way it is because she ain't doing nothing right now. And I, I, can't, I can't make her because the more I make her, the unhappier I get so <laughs> let me just leave her be so she can figure out which direction she wants to go in and then I'll come in once she's made her choice were All there right. any special products that you used that were really helpful to you during that time in the very beginning the very very beginning I stuck with the products that I was using when I was before I made the transition to be locked so I would use Cantu Carol's daughter was great. That's basically what I used until I decided, you know what, my hair needs some extra special TLC. Mm -hmm. So I decided to develop my own my own hair care products to take care of my locks. Oh, They're right. amazing now. Entrepreneurs are here. Yes. Right. right. <laughs> Amen. Did you take any lessons uh, away from the ugly stage? I did. Oh my gosh. The biggest lesson I took away was to embrace myself. Like a lot of times I would just go out and compare myself to other people or basically I'm not even going to allow them to keep all the way 100. I would hate on other folks. Like I would really be like, oh my gosh, I want my hair like that, but it's not doing that. So I'm going to just be a little hater. Wow. So what I, um, so what I learned from the ugly stage was just to embrace my authenticity, love, who I am, how I am, and all of every single ounce of me. And that's really what got me. That was the biggest, biggest lesson. 
And then the, the next lesson I learned was just being patient with myself and addressing what I actually need. Because a lot of times I would focus on what other people need, just like in life in general, not even just with my hair, but I would focus on what other people need versus what I need. And that ugly stage helped me focus on like, no, you need to focus on what you need and what's good for your hair and what will work with you. So and that's what led to me developing my own hair care products um, because I went through that ugly stage and had to learn to just embrace myself and take care of myself. It sounds like the ugly stage just kind of has made you into a different person I, in a way. You know what? It did. I think so. I, I, I really, really think so. Um, every day is still a struggle. I still have those insecurities, of course. Um, but every when I look at my hair, it reminds me like, girl, look at how much I grew in six years. Embrace it. Nobody's worried about you. Nobody's worried about me. Let's do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> how long is it? My hair is uh, down my back. I, you know what? I haven't even picked the time to measure it, but you know, it's half my height and I'm five, wow. two and a half. Like literally it's oh, half oh my, my height. Goodness. Is it heavy? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. No, actually. And that was one of my biggest concerns when I was um, in that ugly stage. Uh, I was actually thinking about what I would want to do thinking long-term. I was like, I don't know if I wanted to get really long because it might be really heavy. And people that I talked to, they was like, yeah, it gets heavy. And then I was like, you know what? No, girl, because I don't want to cut you. So let's figure it out. And right. we actually developed some products to where it cleans my hair all the way from the root down the shaft. And now it's super lightweight. Like wow. super, super lightweight. It's so funny. A lot of people ask me that too. And of course, my hair is, I don't know, maybe a little past half my back. And uh, no, it's not heavy at all. It's heavy when it's wet. You know, right. if you okay. wash it or like if you're in the pool or something, uh, then it's wet, then it's heavy. But otherwise, no, I don't feel it at all. Okay. If you keep it clean and you take care of, take care of your lungs, it should never be heavy. When it's heavy, that's just a product weighing it down and pulling it down. You just got to get that out of there and you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot too. I get that. <laughs> I get that. Your hair is really neat for a guy. I don't really know how to take that. <laughs> that <laughs> like, might be a little, a little offensive. You expecting me to be dirtier or something? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I should really be dirtier. That's what I hear. Uh, last question. Um, so what would, you, what would you say to someone going through the ugly stage now who may not be sure they want to continue? Because it's a really challenging phase. I know I... <laughs> I thought about turning back a couple of times, you know, but I stuck with it. So what would, what would you say to someone in the middle of that phase right now? I'll tell anyone the same thing I told my sister when I started her locks because she was just like, I don't know if I want to do this. And she lived in Ohio. So I was like, please don't do it. Please keep it. Please stick with it. So what I told her was to embrace what makes you happy. Don't over twist because that can cause breakage. But if you're one who loves that neat look with the retwist, get a retwist. If you don't know how to do that, go to a stylist who will take care and make sure that you're not over stimulating your hair. Um, if you're one who's okay without doing the retwist, you know, there are a bunch of different styles that you can you can um, do in that stage to where, you know, you can make yourself feel good. Just get to know your hair, get to know yourself, get to know what what truly makes you happy and what truly makes you shine and glow as a person. Because for me, I learned in the ugly stage that I don't have to have a full, I don't have to have no makeup on. I don't have to 
my hair doesn't have to be retwisted. I don't have to, as long as it is healthy and shining and not itchy, I am okay with that. But then also there are times where I'm like, mm, nah, let me go ahead and take care of this because I really want to slay. I want to feel like a bad chick. So let me go ahead and do this real quick. <laughs> so just during the ugly stage, learn what you love, learn who you are and what truly, learn your authenticity. There we go. Like learn what makes you feel like your most true authentic self. And then you'll be able to get through that ugly stage and your hair will love you for it. You will love yourself more and you won't give up on the lock. <laughs> true, true. Because there are better days ahead. Yeah, there are better days ahead. Yes, so. I promise you there are. I promise you there are. <laughs> it will start to, it'll start to grow in the direction which your hair is already twisted. So it will get eventually get to a point where you don't have to do a retwist because as your hair grows, it'll essentially grow in that direction to where it's somewhat neat on a regular basis. You might have that frizz every now and then, but it'll still maintain that neatness. So just hold on. You can do it. It's worth it. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, Jay, thank you for your time. We appreciate you yes, and your story you. uh, and giving us your insight. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You have a business. You want to shout out your business real quick? Yes. Shout out to Lock and Key. That is L-O-C apostrophe D and K-E-Y. Make sure you check us, check out our website for all of your all natural hair and skincare products. And don't worry, I know I'm a lock sister, but for my naturalistas, it is for you as well. Um, and our website is www.loc. D-A-N-D-K-E-Y.com. Okay. Can they follow you on social media? Yes, you can find us on Facebook at Locked and Key. Um, and then you can also find us on Instagram at Locked, period, and period, key. So that's L-O-C-D dot A-N-D dot K-E-Y on Instagram. Cool. We will definitely be following you. And best of luck with your business. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a great one. All right, Asia. That was another cool That interview. was so good. Yeah. <laughs> and it seems like, even though we're talking about hair, but it seems like the hair journey and the ugly stage and the big chop is almost just as, it's like a life journey in a sense, right? The transitioning, the authenticity, the patience, you can't rush it. You just kind of got to go with it. And I feel like that's just life in general. Like a lot of times we want to move and move and shake and it's not time yet. You just got to right. just have to go with what we have and take it as it comes. Even quarantine, right? Right. Can't rush it. We just got to go no. through it. And, you know, and then you find yourself in those moments. Yeah, you do. Um, I think I found myself in the ugly stage or I found another version of myself rather um, I definitely grew a lot, just like uh, Jay just said, you know, she made her into a different person uh, mm -hmm. in a way. And I feel the exact same way. And like I said earlier, uh, it taught me a lot of patience. I, I generally, I'm a generally pretty patient person anyway, but it taught me even more patient. I think it taught me to be patient with myself because mm -hmm. I'm always patient with other people, but not necessarily so much with myself. So I think it kind of help me to put the brakes on that as a whole chill out relax you know things are going to happen in their due time and so uh, 
so it kind of taught me to kind of be more patient with me. Uh, and like I said earlier, to kind of look more internally rather than externally. So yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's a lot of uh, life lessons and life growth, uh, personal growth through these hair journeys. And right. so, um, so yeah, today has been a day of discovery uh, for, for us and for you know, a lot of people. And we definitely appreciate everyone sharing their stories and their opinions through the polls and uh, Antoinette and Jade. Uh, we have one more poll uh, regarding the ugly stage. And it said, and this one was, we got a lot, a lot of responses on this one. This is, has been very controversial. Uh, like I said earlier, uh, it said, if you have locks, what are your thoughts on the phrase, the ugly stage? Uh, so Jean said, uh, my journey, embrace every moment and learn to love your hair. It's beautiful in all its forms. Great uh, pictures that, too. Yeah, she added some pictures there. So uh, of her in that kind of transition uh, stage. Uh, Dr. Latoya Williams said, hairstyling matters. Uh, I think it's an accurate description if it was the stage where you were unattractive. I love my locks now because they're very long, but I don't look good with short haircuts. Short haircuts don't look cute on everybody because of that. I had to find a professional stylist that could create something that made me look pretty. I also had to start wearing makeup and sometimes I had to rock a wig. It was quite costly. Shandrea said, I thought it was called the awkward stage. And like we said, uh, right. <laughs> different people call it different things. Let's see here. I'm not sure how, quite how to pronounce <laughs> that name. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know your name? Uh, we sorry. apologize. <laughs> I apologize. I, I don't, I'm not sure how to pronounce it correctly. But anyway, he said, it's terrible to call it that. It's actually the fun stage where your locks are doing all these beautiful, creative, awesome things you never thought could happen to your hair. Depends on how you look at it. Besides, it only comes once. So enjoy it. Mm, okay. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Teresa the said, there is no ugly stage. There is no ugly phase. And Kimberly said, it's subjective. It depends on the person. So some folks see a phase that they are preferred to skip and others embrace it. It just is what it is in the eyes of the beholder. And last, Lady Lise said, I'm going through it right now. I embrace it though. So again, thank everybody for their responses yes. to the polls. Is there an ugly phase? Is there an ugly phase, uh, Asia? Is there an ugly phase? I, and so I don't know that I necessarily called it an ugly phase uh, <laughs> either. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a, it's just, yeah, it's just a transition. So, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of got to, kind of got to roll with it, you know? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, hey, I'm here for it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. I, I chose this. So I, right. I got to go through it. I, I know the potential that it has on the other side mm -hmm. from what I've seen, from what I've heard. And so I just know that I have to go through the, so I just okay. have to go through the phase. And then, you know, I'll come out on the other side and then I'll, you know, I'll be okay and I'll be better for it because I've gone through it. Right. Like adolescence, you got to <laughs> go through it, right? Like you don't even, that phase right there in itself was just rough, right? Just, you know, like middle school to high school, not really knowing yourself, not really, you know, you're not looking the way you think you should look and, you know, all that stuff, but you got to go through it, right? To, to become an adult. And so then you learn yourself through that. So I feel like the hair journey is just another one of those kind of phases that we have to go through. Absolutely right. I don't think you caught when I said uh, a little What'd you say? word. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, yeah, I said, yeah you got to go through it. No cap. So. Oh. 
right. <laughs> and that would probably be the last time you hear me use that. Our word of the day is. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to hear me say it. It was a good episode. Yeah, the young people can keep that one. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you're right. Yes, this, is, this has been an excellent episode. Thank you guys for listening, as always. And thank you guys for chiming in during the week on the Facebook page and the group on Instagram. You can follow us on social media at AfrosLocksBiz. You can also join our Facebook group. Uh, just go to Facebook and into the groups and look for Afros Locks and Biz FB group. Uh, you can leave us a message, make a comment. You can start a discussion, uh, anything there. You can really kind of chime in on, on whatever's going on here throughout the week. Also, be sure to uh, rate and review uh, wherever you listen on your podcast app, particularly on Apple Podcasts. And that's the most popular according to our analytics. So leave a review, uh, rate us uh, five stars, hopefully. Uh, so far, we're like unanimously five stars. So uh, we appreciate you guys. Woo-hoo. I'm with it. <laughs> yes. So we want to keep that trend going. So be sure to rate and review. Tell your friends. Uh, you can, of course, you can find us on all podcast apps. So until next time, you guys enjoy your week. See you later. Sayonara. Bye.